centuries, mankind has been fascinated with realms outside of our conscious awareness. Through a series of interviews with practitioners, guest speakers, and experts, Liberate the podcast covers all that and more, from health and holistic healing to the supernatural. We aim to educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today, you know, every guest is special, but you know, I'm going to say that I love when people that have been coming to the shop that, that, I can bring in that holds so much wisdom because a lot of times we have a lot of our practitioners on or some people that teach classes regularly and, and Morgan has, she's, she's, she's done class here, but, um, I think that one of the most valuable things that we can offer is somebody that's grounded within the 3D and the spiritual realm. And the guest that we have today, her name's Morgan, and she has a journey through entrepreneurship and creativity, and that we're really going to be talking about the importance of finding creativity and wizardry, wizardry uh, if I could say that <laughs> word right, but you know, it, it, finding and being that wizard in your own life and how how that magic really creates opportunities for you in so many different realms. So Morgan, welcome. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, I loved Wizard, so that's number one. Uh, so I can't <laughs> wait to talk about it. And uh, like she said, you said, my name's Morgan. I'm an artist, and I paint, and I make coloring books so people get to be creative. Um, my background is in emotional intelligence and social strategy and entrepreneurship, like you mentioned, and also fashion designer. So I've kind of played in all these different worlds and arrived here at this moment, which is great. Which I love, bringing all the different creativity and entrepreneur and business senses. And I mean, she's, you know, helped with crowdfunding platforms and been a strategist and done all of this other stuff and then you, you now you're you're just full diving in mm -hmm. yeah to 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 all of the i mean and just like blossoming and it's, 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 it's it, you know and the very interesting is that we share uh, many different mutual friends but yeah. we didn't even know that right. when we met uh from our other world because that that's the nice thing you know yeah. like you have this spiritual world and meeting at the shop and everything like that but then okay then you're attached to this business CEO group that I'm involved right. in and all this other stuff. So, I mean, it, I, I love that. Um, so let's, let's talk about wizards. Okay, great. Perfect. Um, I really love working with archetypes. So the first thing I like when I think of the wizard is this person who can conjure m magic and alchemy and really, you know, transform something into something else. Right. Yeah. And, um, to me, I think the human being is the thought alchemist, right? We transform yeah. our thoughts into physical reality. I mean, how cool is our superpower? We think it and it comes true. And I think a lot, you know, we've seen the secret and like all these different kind of um, to-do guru kind of stuff to like tap us into this power of manifestation. But I think we need to get back to our little childhood self who started like imagining being in space. Right? The magic of like oh, seeing the stars and like touching the moon rocks and like what it would be like to build a, a home on the moon, you know. And while that's kind of far out there, I think that a lot of our dreams feel that far out there for us. So really yeah. tapping into that yummy kid-like imagination brings... And, and with a kid-like imagination, they found a way to do it, you know. And I know yeah. like... You, 
you know, whether they were, whether as a kid making a rock hill into that imagination of it's Mars or the moon or whatever, or whether they just found a way to go and do that or have that toy or be there or experience that, even though it felt like it was imagination, it became a reality. I, I, I love the way you said that our superpower... Yes. Is our thoughts. It's our well, thoughts. You know, like, I, I, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that before, you know? And, and that's a beautiful way to look at it because, yeah, I mean, we sit there and we create things and we assemble things and, you know, the science fiction writers of the past or the prophets of the future, you know? Like, they think of a helicopter and they draw, <laughs> draw it and write it in the book and they even do a sketch. And lo and behold, you know, 50 years later, we're creating a helicopter that's flying with these propellers. I mean, that's happened time and time again with submarines, with airplanes, yeah. with helicopters, with space <laughs> shuttle rockets and all this stuff. So, you know... Pay attention to our science fiction movies and our thoughts because we'll probably create it in some way, shape, or form, right? Totally. (laughs) And I think it's important to, you know, not just get that we're creating like our like new inventions that are beautiful, but our reality, right? Our heaven. You know, heaven is through our thoughts and we create and we manifest this, right? And so I think like now in our current paradigm and our like kind of where society sits, we get kind of caught in the apocalypse or the bad things that are happening and all these stuff and forget how truly powerful we are to manifest our dreams in any environment and through Mm -hmm. what we call inspiration, which is that deep, deep relaxation into just trusting ourselves and like creating from imagination that comes into form. We have to be patient. We have to nurture it like a little seed. We have to water it and like play with it and, you know, make sure it has time. We protect it, but it will eventually become all that we dream of if we give it that space. So Mm -hmm. if you give it the space and the right environment, right? right? The right environment is so important, which, um, you know, who you wizard with, right? It's like we don't actually realize that the person we're going to coffee with, we're wizarding with, we're creating reality for gossiping about somebody who's hurting our feelings and da 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 We create this reality of, like, perpetual suffering. Or we sit there and we're like, oh, what do we want to create? Yeah. Right? It's like, I'm, you know, recently for me, it's like I'm transitioning to, like, I'm really cold to the garden. Like, I want to be with flowers, and, I, and I've never gardened in my life, so I don't know anything. I don't know how to garden, you know? Well, you know. Yeah. But I get that there's dirt, and there's seeds, and there's water, and there's sunshine, and I, the principles of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, am I studied? No. But through this imagination, right, this is the other part that I love, is, like, our inner wisdom shows up. Yeah. Like, we have access to all the information, right? And, and we mm-hmm. release doctrine, and we come into, like, oh, the flowers, they smell so good. I can face right now you know it's like the sun is beaming down i get to eat this delicious cucumber and my body's so happy and so every day because i'm manifesting this new home with this garden and this like place to relax because that's my heaven it's like i can taste it and feel it and when i meet people that's what i talk about it's like yeah and you further make it stronger and stronger and you feed into that reality yeah and it's so yummy and i and i love what you said about you know, we have this infinite wisdom and we have this ability to tap in. You don't have to know today how to garden, but if you know that that's what you want, you know, 
you'll figure out how to learn how to do that through yeah. Oracle Google or through, you know. Right. Um, or Googling, <laughs> which is what my funny word for, like, in my womb, I'm Googling. <laughs> yeah, um, through your own, yeah. own wisdom, through trial and error, through experience, you know, yeah. or through... Uh, teaching and mentorship, you know, yeah. like maybe you, you volunteer at a community garden and you learn or whatever, but you know, and this is gardening is one mm-hmm. aspect, but it's really, it's every aspect for those yeah. that are listening. It's every aspect right. of your life, right? You Certainly. know, like if it doesn't mean that just because somebody might not know how to write a book that they can't figure it out, right? Totally. You know that, or that they can't learn through a process, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I mean, just like thinking about it makes me excited, right? And I think that's another important piece of like using your imagination is literally embodying those emotions. Like we're so afraid of emotions in today's society. Like don't get too excited or don't get too sad or don't, you know, but like really as human beings, like our power, our superpower along with thought is this human feeling. Yeah. Right. It's our deep compassion for each other that makes us want to strive to build heaven. Like if we didn't love everybody around us, if we didn't have actually have the soul, like, oh, right. Like yeah. seeing that, like we would have no desire to build that. We'd have no desire to perfect what is around us and to build something more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so our feelings like that is another really important component. And I remember I was like sitting there, I'm walking. So I went through awakening recently okay. and I went into the woods Okay. As I call it, but really it was like a just artist studio that I talked to no one and I did, took no showers, right? And I just painting nonstop and I was channeling all this beautiful art and crazy and I and I needed that a long time. I needed to learn what was my desire, what were my thoughts. I mean I think that's a really important step as any human beings, like really Yeah, who am I instead who, of who are all of these filters that I've assimilated myself through the years, but as a parents or teachers or those friends or those siblings, is it everybody else's perspective that I'm fitting into this certain mold or, you know, holographic image or is it mine? Right. Yes. You know, yeah. like, and so I love that you took the time to just be you. And what did you discover? So much. Okay. Oh my gosh. One, that I love to imagine things, you know, like <laughs> instead of just like, kind of force things like this energy of inspiration came through me like breath right and I never knew relaxation before because I was so trying to fit everybody's perspective Mm. into my reality because I love people so much and I want us all to create build you know (laughs) and so it gave me enough time to like hear the subtleness of myself in this soft way um and I learned that I'm very soft, very vulnerable. You know, being in the business environment, I was very masculine, and not that masculine is bad, but when it's yang overruns the yin, it's not in mm-hmm. harmony, right? And the, Anything that's in balance, you right? know, the opposite, too. Totally, right? And so I came from a very, gang, you know, like hardcore businesswoman, made sure that I made more or equal to the men, you know, and that everybody, certainly my boundaries were covered, and we created from this place of heart, but it was like very, like, raw, you know? Yeah. I like, when I got to my kid, I was like, oh. I don't really like that. You know, that's <laughs> not really who I am at all. Um, and that, you know, I, I really got to take off all the layers of armor. That's what the process was. It's like armor from every, myself, armor from the world, armor from intimacy, armor from my dreams, ar- like armor, 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 just shed, shed, shed to just really getting to the simplicity of my soul that is so pure and so divine and so awesome. Like I was like, oh, it's like really cool to be a human being. Yeah. You know? And not only I would say human being, but to be you. Yeah. You know, and like to be you me. you have that that energy of alignment with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh I think 
and that probably comes from stripping that armor Mm -hmm. and finding it's not just about stripping the armor it's about acceptance and appreciation Mm -hmm. so you know there's a twofold there Mm -hmm. strip it away know who you are and then love and accept yourself yeah your body your mind your thought your life your advantages and disadvantages your gifts Mm -hmm. and your struggles you know totally even most recently um it was my consciousness has gotten what I call like expanded like my vibration is being it's like really great and ecstatic and I'm in these bliss states and my I'm moving so fast right and then there's pieces of me that are still working their way up to meet parts of me like 80% of me lives up here and vibrating you know and then there's 20% that's still like I'm a little girl and I don't know what to do it hurts or whatever and yeah. um, and I'm very competitive so I was like in, as a child I was very competitive no I don't get that from you at <laughs> all <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally a game player with myself and so uh, even going through my awakening I noticed that I was like pushing like really pushing like perfection 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 and um, that deep acceptance that you're talking about it was like I got to accept the pieces of me that still, you know, because there's a lot more that goes into this human existence and on, you know, layers of, let's call it reality, and then also layers of being and layers of relationship, like so much. And for it to all become aligned, it takes some time. Yeah. And um, because I was so competitive, it was really hard for me to like accept those pieces of me that weren't quite like running fast enough or like jumping and swimming, you know? Yeah. And so... I just got to deeply accept that I'm finally let some parts of me move slow and some parts of me move fast and not have them be fighting, you know, like trying to... Yeah. Yeah. Just being okay exactly where you're at. Yeah, exactly where I'm at. And um, and that, you know, for me has been really helpful even in this uh, wizarding process, right? So, uh, I, like I mentioned, I went away to learn my desire, which is really important. I highly suggest... Not everybody has... You know, we have families, we have things to do. You can't go for two years like I did, but... You know, <laughs> even just a week and have a pasana or these different um, yeah. things that are available. So going away, finding your voice and starting to listen to the small whispers is so important. And then, and then this really beautiful thing came up because I was always what I call tumultuous mm-hmm. emotionally. Like okay. I, stretch, stretch every which was so happy. So and I didn't and I learned to suppress it, like suppress all of that tornado that was inside of me and it yeah. acted out even though I you know on ways that I can't even explain even though why is that happening oh because there's a tornado under the surface right yeah yeah and so and through this process I learned um my capacity to feel is actually beautiful like I get humans like the stretching and, and as long as you don't try to take people with you or you and you also sit in your stillness like this is where like my for me my true wisdom came in because I'm stretching far beyond just the present experience into like the whole thing yeah it's like delicious so in that right i've uh so my deep acceptance of my emotional nature you know uh, (laughs) i it's like this process of imagination has become so alive because i literally let it come up with all the feelings um that i'm experiencing you know whether it's in the garden or the business i want to create or the relationship i want to create and even sometimes I will notice like fear will come up like, oh, is it really possible? And then I get to meet that piece of myself instead yeah. of like, it must all be happy, you know, or whatever. Yeah. We, so that has been so profound as far as a kind of a daily experience of like allowing my, my feelings to help guide me 
but be responsible, right? So I don't need anybody else. I'm like, I'm sovereign. I'm complete. I'm, you know, but let yeah. them reveal what it, like. This it, and not to shame them. Yeah, not know? to shame so, them. So if you're feeling sadness or if you're feeling anger, frustration or whatnot, you're feeling it and you're letting it go. Yeah. Because you're allowing yourself to actually be aware of it for, you know, a moment, many moments, whatever the case, but you're not saying you're wrong or this or creating that further tornado because it's it's boiled up inside and yeah. so the jack-in-the-box going... Totally. You know? Right, and it happens behind you and you're like, you act surprised, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So feelings. I mean, a human being... To be a human being with feelings and thought and, like, finally for me to experience the alignment of that, the, you know, and the expansive nature of, like, living from that space has been really so what do you think that got you to really get into alignment with that like i mean and what caused you to to seek that you know so kind of a two-part like what got you to say you know what i'm not in alignment with me and i need to do something about it mm-hmm. you know was there was there something that happened was there an experience was there you know what point in your life was this and I'd love to hear. Yeah. So I think spirit, you know, like truthfully, like I was, and it's not the only way to this, right? Because um, I've worked with a lot of people now. Um, but my spirit, I was so like so far away from my core, mm-hmm. you know, and what I was doing, even though it looked good and people were giving me high fives and telling me how great it was and I was getting paid great money and I was married and I had like this picturesque life right and and it was great but um it wasn't true it wasn't true so my spirit kind of and when I was 27 year old like picked me up and shook me and I was like drowning literally drowning my sexuality came up and all this stuff because the precursors to a kundalini awakening is like you start moving your root energy which root is like you know root mm-hmm. and sexuality so I'm like dying, and I'm having all these feelings, and I'm married, and what the, you know, a little shameful. I'm just having this really deep experience, and he left me um, to, because he, and honestly, not because he wanted to abandon me, but he didn't know, he knew I needed space, he didn't know how to be an anchor in that, and he knew. And you were changing and, and becoming different. Yeah. And, you know, like I always say to people, you know, not to say that to not work at marriage or that people can't grow together but there there's there's oftentimes in our world nowadays i mean we're not living in the same world where somebody lives in the same house their whole life and they work at the same company from you know until they retire it's like a very transient type of environment with lots going on and people live in multiple cities and oftentimes I think the average American works for at least different four different corporations or companies within their lifetime and it's like there's so much movement and momentum you know they're not it's not the same thing anymore and so with that change you know if you roll two marbles on the ground next to each other maybe they roll together but nine times out of ten they veer off in a certain direction. It can be a fraction of a millisecond, a fraction of a little millimeter on the ground that turns into feet yeah. by the time it hits the opposite side of the wall. Totally. And I had that moment. Okay. You know, and very surprising because I really thought we would be together until I was 80 and we were happy. And, um, and so that 
really sparked this, you know, I tried to become a CMO of a business and it blew up and I went cross country with my rolly bag and I was sketching and that's where the coloring book came from. Um, and I started... She has this amazing coloring book, by the way. Do you sell it on Amazon or anything else, too? Or uh, just my website. Just your website? Hercoloringbook.com. Hercoloringbook.com. Um, I will put a link on there for you, too, but, uh... It's beautiful, and I know that a lot of people are getting into awakening their inner child and the the right brain left brain connection of coloring and kind of zoning into that space yeah. and stuff. It's so powerful. But anyway, side note. Okay, so you created this the coloring yeah, book while you travel. Yeah, and I was interviewing thousands of women um, on my journey across country. I was like, what does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be a mom? What does it mean to be a business person? What does it mean to be? And so I just, I was like deeply curious one, because I was questioning everything about what was real and what was necessary and what was, uh, how, how do women support each other? How, you know, like, and I, one going through a divorce, I felt one, the deep need for the feminine. I was so far away from mine and I didn't have a supportive group of women around me that I could really like just settle into. And so like what and then I was hearing every woman kind of talk from the space except for a few and I you know and so I'm just like okay okay what is it what are we you know and um really tapped into that we're all going through this awakening process together and you know we have to move through our aloneness and we have to move through change and um but so I interviewed them and that was really great and channeled this gorgeous coloring book that kind of walks walked me through my kundalini awakening I didn't know it was coming because you never do um and then I ended up in uh, Taiwan doing tea ceremony with my good friend Jared and like hives all over my body and like literally dropped 15 pounds in one tea ceremony like it was really wild what was this tea ceremony just tea not even a hallucinogenic tea like a straight up puer tea with a tea master and I didn't like him you know because it was like it was it turns out I was having my father's really my, my relationship with my father come out during a tea ceremony and I'm like, you know, that I, and I realized that I needed to accept him and just like accepting my father and uh, it was really beautiful and like like just 15 pounds wow exhaled and everybody was like what happened to you and I was still getting these crazy highs you know well so, that shows like how much you know emotional is linked to physical right you know having that awareness and having that physical reaction yeah. of how much do we carry with us how much weight do we carry on our shoulders how much extra baggage do we carry with us and if we let that go and we release that yeah you may find that you release extra pounds or or energy or your muscles relax i mean or to everybody face changes. changes like yeah to everybody it's not that you're gonna you know release some emotions and you're gonna have the same experience as morgan because i mean i i mean i want you all to you know, go through an emotional release, but don't just think that you're doing that to lose the 15 pounds. Yeah, (laughs) just just tap into your body, you know. Uh, Yeah, so that, and then then I ended up in Bali, um, traveling on a motor pad, and, like, feeling my body feel, so going from this extreme pain to extreme bliss, and just, like, ah, it was so good, and then I came back home. Um, And how long was that trip? It's like two months. Okay, yeah. so pretty good time in each place, like yeah. really allowing yourself to be. Yeah, and settling it and just like losing my mind because I was, I was, you know, part of consciousness waking up is you lose your mind because you're bridging your schizophrenic 
experience, right? Every human being has these, and I'm sure anybody can identify with like the nice person, the mean person, and the mother and the father, and the like, how many voices are going on? And so part of our awakening is like really coming into alignment and harmony and shedding the voices that are not real and are just doctrine or conditioned and then really starting to hear our voices and there are opposites. They're there to balance each other, you know? Um, And so I got to like start that process. So anyways, I arrived back in LA. I went in for a business meeting, right? You know, I'm struggling. I barely could sit in a business meeting at this point because I'm just like rocketing out my body. And this guy walks up and he's like, I know you. And I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. I know you. And I'm like, no, you don't. And I was very uncomfortable. My whole body was agitated. Like, I'm just like, what is this crazy man looking at me so intensely? And, you know, and then... Um, and I ran. I mean, I like I walked away really fast. And I'm a pretty confident, calm, like energetic, but like yeah. calm on the inside person. Um, and I get into my business meeting, and the guy that was there, and I was like, oh hi. And then who sits down with this guy? And um, he's just like smiling at me, you know, like oh I see you. And I'm like, what is happening? Um, and it turned. And then I ran into him another week later, and I ended up going through my Kundalini awakening. He like saw it coming. He's like, you know, spirit connection, right? And knew that yeah. he was there to help me through that and um so he got to like really guide me through the beginning process oh, of this beautiful yeah it was really great so he recognized your soul and he recognized you it, it wasn't that you had met in the physical before no. in this lifetime but he recognized it and was like ah. yeah i got you and i'm like don't look at me you know and it's weird to have somebody recognize your soul you yeah know, like that experience can be like shocking to the system um and so, you know, then my kundalini rise, which could be a whole 45-minute podcast on its own. Um, and you We'll know, have you back for that one. Right? Uh, and so, it, yeah, and then now I, I completed the actual rise of the kundalini. And, you know, I think that we have a lot of um, interesting doctrine and dogma out there. Like, we're all, like, going to be enlightened after we go yeah. through these awakenings and not have pieces of our humanity still working itself out or all these things and it was I mean I remember thinking I'm going to be an enlightened god up on a mountain and like you know and it was just like but I, I go through it and I'm like and I get to be an ordinary beautiful human and this is incredible and like what a human is like what it truly is and balancing those energies and yes having like super consciousness available and all these things you know really truly available and like a grounded in the body way was so different than what I expected and yeah. so profound, you know, because um, for me, I never really fully identified with the enlightened master mm-hmm. thing um, as a human being in this form, right? Yeah. And so just to like, oh, okay, like it's, it's about being here. Like, yeah. This is where we get to create 3D reality is awesome. This is- Which I think that that's where we're, we're, the enlightened masters and the living in a cave had been a period of time yeah. that we did go through as a culture and society, yeah. you know, on a global level. But now it's about very much integrated. Yeah. You know, how can we be and operate in a in a spiritual connected self in our 3D world? And yeah. you see 
far more masters integrated within the realm than you do, you know, ever before. Yeah. And that exclusion process isn't necessary anymore. It's not necessary. And it, and it also, it's like we're getting to bring harmony both in our system, like the balancing of the opposites, because we don't, ex- you know, fear and trust, right? Mm-hmm. They are both in our system. We don't, you know, like fear... We don't have to have a fear monger there, but fear, it you know, make sure that you don't get eaten by a mountain lion, right? Yeah. Um, so fear and trust, right? And and so all the all the all the balancing when they're just kissing right up against each other, it's like the most blissful experience, you know. And you're in complete like judgment isn't there. You get to be discerning, right? Yeah. And you get to have your heart open because you're fully present. And I think we're seeing that as a whole in society. We're balancing opposites. That's why we're also seeing this wild kind of like left, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. And it's very chaotic, but that's the process of like, you know, in a Kundalini awakening, it's exactly what's happening in society. But in the body, you're just getting pulled everywhere. And then the kisses up against each other. And you're like, Oh yeah. And, um, and, you know, and we're bringing the technocratic world and the organic world. Like, how do they work together? Yeah, they work but together? they're starting to merge. Right? right? And how does and how do they serve one another? And so it's just this beautiful time to be in, really. Um, at least for me. I'm just, like, going, wow, this is great. Just yeah. to see the human. And the, also the human being remember its eternalness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and, and its divinity. It's, like we are so perfect and we're creators. Like, we're not actually consumers. Like, we can buy a crystal, which is amazing because yeah. crystals are really helpful. But we're here to create. You yeah. know, and we've created a system that really is here to, like, consume and we yeah. get us all confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and to and we're all out of alignment. Yeah. You know, alignment with ourselves yeah. first and foremost because, you know, that that exists inside exists outside. Yeah. And to change... The outside, they must change the inside, right? Yeah. On like um, an individual level, on a societal level, on a cultural level, on a global level, and so it, we have that. We yeah. have this whole feeling of unbalance. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not necessarily, you know, designed to, you know, be secluded or do all these tasks or or be disconnected in this concrete jungle we're designed you know like our evolution has been integrated with nature yeah peace calmness you know healing when necessary not pushing through you know yeah. and there's you know ease 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 it's really funny um, everything, you know, a body needs to be healed. We live in a very polluted environment right now until we get the technocratic world to work towards the cleaning of that completely. Um, and so I, you know, I have to purify a lot. It's like yeah. I'm on Rocky in my spiritual training. I'm like, Rocky training session, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool because what I got is like, through my awakening, is like bliss. It's all done through bliss. Mm-hmm. If it's hurt, I'm doing it wrong. You know, yeah. like, and crying isn't hurting. I'm not saying that, yeah. like, release, you know, but, like, if it's hurting, it's done wrong. I need to just sit. I'm like, ooh, that's not the way to go. Yeah. Like bliss and peace and, like, that's where it just releases from the system. If we fight, fighting, uh, there's this great parable about this. I'm trying to remember it correctly. But basically what we fight, our thought gives it energy, right? And it mm-hmm. ma- makes it stronger because that's how powerful our thought is. We give it away to everything. It's so funny. I just, like, laugh. It's like our best best superpower we're like fighting everything with it yeah um but when we do that we one we're drained we're exhausted we keep trying to go uphill we're pushing on the boat but it doesn't go anywhere because we just give it our and it starts to topple us versus 
like when we just release the fight, right? It's like all of that, the bl- and then it's like, oh, I, you know, the boulder turned into like the best Swedish massage that you've ever had because it's just like, oh, I'm just coming down and I'll roll over you, and you're like, oh, okay, great, you know? Yeah. And then that's like really for me, it's been like the best because I used to do everything through pain personally, you know, mm-hmm. I was like a fighter. Yeah, if so. it's not difficult, if it's not hard, <coughs> then I'm not deserving, you know? Yeah, I think it's, it's a very much strong archetype that exists within a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I like what you said about, you know, and I want to touch more on that because I think it's so important for people to really digest and get about how our thoughts produce power and give and feed our emotions one way or next. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because the reality is you only really feel something, I think it's for like less than seven seconds or something like that. And then other than that, it's your thought regurgitating <laughs> the same. It's, it's giving energy and it's the thought creating a reactivation of a feeling not the actual emotion. Yes. You know, or something like that. I mean, yeah, I, I, you I, guys have to fact check my, my, my exact seconds, but it's so many seconds. That's all you can hold it. And then it's, we think about it, we get irritated, we, we feed it, we get more irritated, we get more sad because all of a sudden we started thinking about this one thing that somebody said to us and pretty soon we're thinking about the time that we were abandoned as a child. You know, like, it's yeah. like, what the heck happened there? <laughs> totally. And I think, you know, for me, those, not that they just feed it, they materialize in form and sickness. You're, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, it... For me, for instance, the talking about the emotions, like my resistance and my thought going towards non-acceptance of my father and constantly fighting that created this waking, right? And myself, like I literally needed protection and and so like because I'm fighting the man or whatever, right? And it, it materializes in everybody differently in their systems yeah. or outside their systems in melodrama, you yeah. know. But it does materialize um, physically, and so. The the other thing I think that we miss as a society is we don't talk about speed of thought. Mm. We just talk about thought. So there's low speed of thought, which is in the dense frequencies where, and a lot, you know, we think people are dumb sometimes because their speed of thought is slow, but yeah. they've just actually been polluted in their systems through technology, through food, through emotional, you know, environments that didn't let them release, you yeah. know? And so as a human being, like, our real job, like, if we can do one thing, it's, like, one, honor our, or two things, honor our emotions and increase our speed of thought. Because that really supports us being able to manifest correctly and purely Mm -hmm. and also see clearly. I mean, really see clearly because all of a sudden, you know, and that's through the imagination. Imagining Mm -hmm. your kid and creating your world, you actually increase your speed of thought. This is why we don't want to take that away from kids, you know, and also that we want them to play in um, the sandbox over actually being in school and ask them questions. Okay, so how do the stars work? Not not tell them how the stars work, but like how do the stars work and let them go inside and go, okay, so I'm talking to the stars and and so this increase of speed of thought with no, you know, getting that, okay, our speed of thought is power. It's raw, mm-hmm. conscious power. And so when I materialize an obstacle, all my power, all my source energy goes towards materializing a boulder in front of me. Or it goes towards blooming a garden or creating a magnificent relationship or, yeah. you know, all the things. And so if we can really in- get tapped into that, I think it's just magic for human beings. It's just like they'll, you know, and this is, you know, for me, it's like clean food, clean water, 
And when I say clean food, listen to your body. You know, go to the grocery store, put your hand over things. And, yeah. you know, and that's why non-processed food is very more helpful. Less ingredients and even putting them together. Mm-hmm. Less is more. Less is most of the time. Yeah. And well, add an herb or two along the way. Right? You'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> and start to learn the flavors of foods and how it makes your body feel. And then spring water. I mean, we live, like, we've taken away people out of the land, and we've taken away their clean water, and then we make them go to grocery stores and work really, and all these things. And, and what it, the biggest problem it does is it slows our speed of thought. And yeah. so then we don't know how to get out of the rat race. Yeah. So the two things that I'm hearing, you know, to kind of reiterate is the element of your thoughts being slowed down because of the suppression of the imagination. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and I... And I mean, you really can kind of see that happening is that everybody worries about giving the right answer instead of just allowing their self to express in answer, yeah. right? And so suddenly now they're training their those neural pathways in their brain aren't functioning as, as well or firing off as fast because they're like sitting there and they're at the crossroads and they're like, well this really makes sense wait should I tap into that database or that database or what should I really do and then pretty soon before you know it 30 seconds pass and they're not coming up with the answer that was asked right because there's so much fear of providing the wrong answer you know that you sit in in schools and watch like in in the average public school across the United States at least and I'm sure it's in other country or countries within the world but you just sit in on it Sitting on the class, I, I got one of my masters in, is an educational foundation. So like sitting in and looking, and you see people are scared to raise their hand. Yeah. They don't even want to. They not unless they know the answer hundred percent, and they they raise their hand. Which is a, a test in memory, not a ch- test in thought or creativity or, um, and so the science behind that right is so great. I, I met with the guy from Google Glass right, okay. he, and he created this um, basically this kind of like formula for creativity and rapid prototyping, like how to like really fastly use imagination and creativity to bring a product into form, right? And so they did a bunch of studying and basically when a person thinks they know, right, or they want to be right, they freeze their hippocampus, Hmm. right? Versus imagining, right? What would it be like if we worked through this problem? Like not do I know the answer to this problem, but like what is this? Can I be in the world of what we're creating, you know, like an ocular device that projects reality like what does that look like what does that feel like what are the possible problems what are we gonna you know and so when you get into not a wise space a guru space but into a like a childlike space your brain speeds up and and you're taking more air and you're taking like yeah (sighs) And, and it's and that's how you know and so much people are problems first Instead of creativity first. Yeah. Right? So that that's like the first thing that I'm hearing is yeah. like allowing yourself not to care whether you get things wrong or whether it's going to be perfect or whatnot, just to create and do, to express and to be. But the other thing that I think is important to note is the, the power of our physical self, mm-hmm. you know, and that this vessel holds an energetic vibration, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like uh, if... Not to be gross, but if the if the if the uh, the the sink or a pipe has a lot of corrosion, how much water is getting through that plumbing line? Yeah, 
right? Yeah. Like that, they, they don't even go sewer-wise, just water, water. Like, is yeah. it low water pressure? Is it a lot of water pressure? Okay. So, like, if there's a lot of corrosion through the valve or through the pipeline, the water's going to come out really slowly, even if you pull it on full blast, right? Yeah. And so, like, our energy, if we have a lot of corrosion in our bodies, yeah. right, if our cells aren't working right, if we're not hydrated, mm-hmm. right, if, if they can't connect, how much energy, how much wave of thought can really go through us? Right? And, and we have all these toxicity, the, the calcification within our system is these weird hydrogenated this that chemicals made in a lab uh, you know different foods that are like okay well what is this you know if you can't read how to read the word on the back of the package it's probably going to create just calcification in your body like like not real calcification but this energetic calcification if you follow right yeah well and probably even real if you looked it on the cellular level you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's like your cells are not vibrating; they're not alive. And oh I mean, yeah, and they're and they're filled with this toxic waste, whether it's pesticides, whether it's you know stale water that's not absorbing, whether it's uh, having BPA in the water because we're in this plastic water paradise, whether it's you know whatever it may be, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and and then we wonder. You know, and then all of these preservatives and other artificial colorings and flavors and stuff like that. But I think it's 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 really important to note that we do have choices out there. Yeah, and to trust, you know, like to stop believing every marketing campaign out there, every textbook you ever read. You know, like throw it all out and go, okay, what is food? Like become a little kid about your own, like... I had to relearn chewing when I went through my awakening. I didn't know how to chew food. You know, these things very simple human things. Turns out I didn't know how to do it, you know. And so it's like, I think it's okay to get that, oh, you know, it might have been wrong to tell each other how to do things. Instead, why don't we reapproach ourselves as the wise adult person to the part of us that isn't fully up to date on how to live as a, a fully expressed alive human being and go, okay, how do we chew food? How do yeah. we choose food? What is food? And let the little kid in us go, okay, food is this. Oh, it's nutrients. Okay, what is nutrients? Yeah. Oh, you know, the apple looks like very nutritious, very lush, you know, and so... Yeah, in leading you too, and I, I love that what you're, you're, you're expressing is allowing yourself to explore in a childlike wonder once again yeah. without feeling that you know all the answers yeah in being open to what works for you yeah i so. mean you know like i don't know how many thousands of fad diets have come and went <laughs> right there's not one one way of eating that works no. for everybody. Listen to, you know, maybe some people are better with with broccoli, but some people might be better eating cauliflower. Maybe they stay away from that, that vegetable family altogether and they jump into asparagus. But, you know, like allowing their self to say what works for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, and I, I you know, it's that becoming sovereign. It's so that we can truly love, truly be with people, truly be compassionate. Like when we can hear ourselves, that's like that time alone. When we can hear our hunger pains and listen and understand them. When we can feel our taste buds. Like all of this gives us access to living in heaven. Truly. Because 
all of a sudden your 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 car, you know, it's like we 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 have outsourced everything so much, you know, for economy of life that we actually got away from life. You know, so we have yeah. big hospitals that are science of sickness, but we don't have this like science of life that's really yeah. available. And so we have to create it. We have to go, what is life? What is life force? What is aliveness? You yeah. Know? And what works? And, you know, it's not taking our words for it here. It's allowing yourself to go and explore it, yeah. right? You yeah. know, because it's, it's about, do you feel good? Do you wake up in the morning and feel energized? Do you feel groggy? Can you hardly go? Do your thoughts feel sticky and low? Do you feel negative or positive? Do you feel happy? Do you know, you know, like those kind of things. Yeah. And, it, and if it's not, and if it doesn't feel like you're, if there's a part of you that feels like you could be more fulfilled and living in a happier way, right? then maybe it's using that little scientist inside of you yeah. and that imagination to explore what that is. Totally. And I want to just add one little thing is we're kind of cocaine addicts in society right now so we're really used to that like fast dopamine drop and we consider oh. that healthy or happy or, or happiness and so getting from a deteriorated place of you know and using all the stimulants and all the thing, uh, food sugars and all those things to a clean place where we can feel properly is one should always be a smooth transition and, and um, so soft and gentleness but two like really get, like start to just be a little, I know it's like be a little kid about the detox, you know, because there is a detox. I'm not gonna lie, and you know your pee might come out orange, and you get to go, okay, well the kidneys they were. What does orange mean to us? And like feel into what you think orange is, and then Google it, you know, yeah. like, um, and to have a little fun in the the process of you know it's like cleaning cleaning up the planet is the same as cleaning up our bodies, and we we can clean up the planet by cleaning up our bodies, and we can also clean up the planet by cleaning up the planet and that helps clean up our bodies and it's both like a very yeah. beautiful relationship um, um and and it's it's so true like to just like just go out and experience and experiment everybody like clean out your apartment your home like oh, yeah. the part the part that you've been negating in in your environment clean out your office whatever and see if you feel a little bit cleaner inside Oh, it's my favorite. Whenever yeah. I'm feeling really like, you know, I literally have to go into my apartment. I look around my apartment and I'm like, oh, my apartment's the direct reflection of the... And, and then I clean it up and I'm like, oh, and then I get to see and feel with clarity what's happening to my system, which is yeah. like so powerful. Oh my God. Oh, so yeah, that good. happened like, you know, get gearing up for the new shop and I've been like, go, 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 like these like days, like meeting construction and stuff like that. And, and I like... My bathroom was like a disaster. Like clothes everywhere, clean clothes in this pile, dirty clothes in that pile, everything. I took one morning, I just cleaned. How old is I? Right? You can breathe. Space. From in flow. Yeah. Energy yeah. flow and space. I, I, for imagination, right? We're talking about this wonder. And what does wonder do when we approach it from not knowing? What is cleaning the house doing? It's, it creates space for something new to be formed. We are creators. We want something new. And we also, main, you know, there's all parts of us sustaining and maintaining. There's creation and new. And then there's things that are like, you know, ending the end of their cycle. But I think we haven't spent enough time clearing because we're so afraid of death. Like yeah. that, that part of the process that, or like the chaos of it that we kind of like, no, no, no we don't need to clean or we don't need to clear out or we don't need to 
that really inhibits this full creation process from coming in because there's no space. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, getting space and... I was talking to my girlfriends today because they were moving some energy out and it's like, well, I think you probably, you know, it's like if you go through a breakup, you got to untangle your clothes from their clothes and then you got to go through your clothes and see what's still, and then you got to move their stuff into boxes and move it out of the house. Like the, the breakup isn't done until they're actually out of your home. And that's why we got, you know, like the baby's like, oh, we got to get the boxes back to the, right? It's it's such an important part of the, but, but when you really look at these little, like systems or processes that people have done unconsciously for such a long period of time that they hold some level on an energetic in a plane that's very powerful yeah you know these rituals or these habits that have been passed down culturally or whatever yeah, and I love to even look at them. Like, I have these, like, kind of, like, observer in me that I'm watching. Like, oh, like, for instance, I go to the um, the farmer's market and I grab a bunch of aloe. I've never wanted aloe. I don't even, it's like I'm a Croatian blooded. I don't even burn, you know, like, why do I need aloe? And I'm, like, at the, and I'm, like, I want aloe and I want five. And it was, like, very, like, yes, you know. And so I was just watching this little kid, and I remember being a little kid and trying to do that. And my parents were like, you can't have five aloes or, you know, but it was potatoes at the time. Um, because I'm like, my system likes to do one thing at a time and in processing, in processing, it doesn't really like to mix. And, and it also like, and then it goes through and it understands and integrates and then it moves on to its next thing. So it was like, I was reliving that little kid. I was like, oh, I wasn't really allowed to do the five aloe thing. And then when I get home... It was like I was going through, and I all of a sudden it was like, eat the aloe. And I was like, what? I didn't even know you could eat aloe, you know? And I'm so like, good for you. Right, so good. And I'm scraping out the aloe, and I'm going, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's like clearing out my, I could feel it. I was like clearing out my stomach and getting out. It was like gooey, like moving through, and my vision just got cleaner and clearer and cleaner and clearer. And I was like, aloe is like a superfood, you know? Yeah. And it was like the coolest experience. And just to trust that, you know, like our, like when we gravitate towards a food at the store, you know, like, yeah, it's just, yeah. I love that. I love that you're just li- like living in trust and you're going yeah. with the flow. And the aloe, 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 I feel like it's, it's like saved my life. Right? <laughs> you know? Aloe's the bomb. I love aloe. Everybody listening, get some aloe. You know? <laughs> get like, aloe and eat five stalks yeah. or five, five. Yeah, brain. get a, a fresh aloe. <laughs> and just, just rip it and yeah, scrape out it. Be a little kid with the goo. Like, I was having so much fun because the goo was in my fingers. I was like, oh, it's like I'm eating like a plant snot, you know? <laughs> and I was just like a little kid. <laughs> it was so fun. Oh, oh my God. man. Yeah. Is it, so what else is what else is next for you? Creating heaven, truly manifesting it on all levels in a physical form for myself, and hopefully that inspires the planet to do the same for themselves. Um, and for me, particularly, that's you know ma- making a home for myself with clean land and clean food and clean water, and and inspiring the people around me to create through like group creativity projects and like this imagination stuff and. Um, and continue my paintings and my artwork and uh, yeah I mean it's very simple I realize you know my needs as a, as a human being like what keeps my soul singing is really what you talked about is like community and um, feeling embodied and being able to create and I'm pretty happy so setting up that environment with yeah wow. 
And if you had to leave the listeners with one bit of wisdom, what would you say? Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Yeah, I know the world has taken that away from you in so many ways. And so give it back to yourself. You know, it's a, and it's a long path to give it back to yourself. You know, there's many things that you need to do. You need to be generous. You need to have boundaries with yourself. You need to, you know, be non-judgmental. And uh, it's like, and sacred. I, I get that you are sacred. You are so sacred. And, and so in kind of delving into all the layers and rebuilding that trust, it's going to be a lot easier to walk the path. It's going to be a lot easier to... Um, surrender into the flow of things and to like trust your cravings and, and also trust the darkness and the lightness and everything that comes in and so yeah I would say give trust back to yourself so you hear it and where can like giving love and trust and back I really I, I want everybody to take a moment to just really think about that and how valuable that is because you know even even the premise of like this nation it's always a pursuit you know, instead of a being, yeah. instead of allowing, yeah. instead of a trusting, right? Yeah. You know, and I really think in, in hearing you say that and, and feeling and based on the conversation and in my beliefs, you know, if we have more trust in ourselves, right? Yeah. We have more acceptance of ourselves. Yeah. And if we have more acceptance for ourselves, we have more love for ourselves. Yeah. And if we have more love for ourselves, we have more love for others, right? Yeah. Right. You know? And that gets back in full circle to what you said in the really in the beginning mm-hmm. about the superpower of our emotions and this and this lo- I'll take like the emotions but the the connection but the love. Right? Yeah. It's love. Love will move mountains. Right? Oh, it's the most powerful force on the planet next to thought. You know, and to me, to me, love is the womb, right? It's the thing that really helps to, when we're going through that chaos, to balance the harmony. Love is there just like, ah, right? But you have to make a home for love. That's really... Yeah, if you have no love for yourself, you have no love, right? Yeah. So... Yeah. Thank, thank you so thank much you. for joining us. So, uh, once again, website for where they can buy your... HerColoringBook.com. Or come into the store, of course. Come into the store. It's here at Liberate. We'll put them online eventually, too, when we ever get that going. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. it. We're going to have you on again for the Kundalini Awakening episode. I think uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Until cool. next time. Like thank you all for joining. And, uh I said, if you enjoyed this episode, just leave a little bit of feedback. Uh, review, especially a written review, would be great because it just helps people find us a little bit better on iTunes. But, you know, you can leave a couple stars, five stars, wonderful, whatever you feel. But thank you so much for joining us. Talk to you next time.